You're listening to Brave New Production Stage Break, a podcast where we talk about the world of theater in Montreal and beyond. My name is Donald Rees, founder of Montreal-based Brave New Productions. Over the course of this series, my hope is to get into some great discussions about theater, Montreal, and our own experiences building shows from the ground up. I'll be joined by some of the amazing people who have made our first 15 years so wonderful and exciting. Today, my guest is Orlando Lopez. He barely needs an introduction, but let's do one anyway. He's a super great guy and a really old friend. He's quite an activist, or at least passionate about LGBTQ causes, and is heavily involved in Montreal's theatre scene in various ways. We'll be back with Orlando Lopez in just a moment. I am here with Orlando Lopez. Hello. I feel like you founded theater in Montreal. That's what it feels like. You've been doing a lot of theater, <laughs> right? I feel like nobody, like out of everyone I know, you un- unexpectedly got into theater. Yeah, exactly. You're not an actor. Yeah. But you've hovered around theater for many years now. It's funny because uh, originally I set out to study film, and I. Uh, and you know, there's some days where I still feel like I want to be a fi- I want to be a film director. That's yes. right. You were work- I remember you were you did like university and film studies, yes. right? I didn't remember quite right. sure what you did in university, but <laughs> but you did it for many years. That's right. And it's because of you that I got into theater. Yeah. Uh, when we first started with Fairy Tale, you asked me to be your stage manager. Yeah, we didn't know what that meant. Like, exactly. I, I, we're still not entirely sure what it means. That's why we're Brave New Productions. <laughs> but like for us, that meant that you went and put props on stage. Yeah, which is, yeah. you know, like... That's, that's really all stage managers do, right? Well, aside from that... And <laughs> I'm kidding. You should be, be a better ambassador for stage managers. They do a lot of work. They're the, they keep the show together. Exactly. Really. Stage managers are are the people who keep the show going, especially yeah. since once a director is over done with the show... It's okay, we'll of... stop for a second. You can take your sweater off. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, he's not wearing anything underneath. This is quite a way to podcast. It got a little warm all of a sudden. Um, I would say stage managers are vital, right? Yes, are. Like, I think sometimes we we have done shows where someone doubles up as a stage manager, but, like, that role is absolutely crucial to the to a show, mm-hmm. right? And as our productions have gotten uh, larger, uh, stage managers are, are vital to have around, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't even know it was a paid position, to be honest. When mm-hmm. I first started, it was sort of like, oh, I'm doing this for friends, it's fun, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, and... I always have uh, enjoyed being stage manager for many of our brand new productions. Uh, but it's a thankless job as well, right? Like, it's kind of like, well, no one ever goes like, oh, the stage managing of that show, that was good, <laughs> right? Like, from an audience perspective, you don't really ever see that work. Exactly. Uh, what audiences should always see is like if, if a prop is in the right place, uh, if an actor shows up on time to, to the yeah. play, it's like, you should thank the stage manager for that. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of work that does, doesn't get recognized at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you no, know, being a stage manager and having worked on so many productions, uh, I'm always proud of the work that gets done uh, and knowing that the show uh, has uh, succeeded is, yeah. feels good to be yeah. a part of. A stage manager really can make or break a show sometimes. Um, and to be honest, it's, I've always enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> now, I feel you have worn many hats for many companies. Like, you, you've been working with some of the small indie theater companies mm-hmm. in Montreal. You work for some of the bigger ones. You kind of have your 
feet in a lot of... They have. Is that I... the term? I don't think that's the term, but if your finger's in a lot of pudding... <laughs> I, I have I have definitely had a, 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 a taster's uh, sort of like buffet of, mm-hmm. uh, of different theaters. Yeah. Like I so I, I have that had the pleasure of working with Siegel, uh, Infinite Theater, uh, Tisri Dunia, and uh, and of course recently with that's this, how you say it. Tis, yeah, Tisri Dunia. I've always called it Teresa Dunia. <laughs> I, but I used to also think it was called Persephone. Sometimes you just read things and you never say them out loud. And then when you do say them out loud, you find out you're wrong. Yeah. Like for my whole life, Mm -hmm. I thought the word ruined was like you ruined something. And then I was doing a show with uh, where Emma was directing me and she stopped me. She's like, what, what did you just say? And I was like, ruined. And she's like, don't be stupid. Well, she didn't say it that way, but I always like to play Emma as the very difficult director, but she was like, it's ruined. (laughs) <laughs> and and I was shocked. I'm like, I went my whole life without knowing how to oh say ruined. <laughs> so now I really emphasize the I, yeah. like the ruined. Well, now you made me question if I'm saying Tisri Dunia. Is Dunia right? <laughs> well, they're, they're not going to listen. Don't worry. Uh, no, but it was, uh, it was, but it's been through those experiences that I've, I've, I've managed to sort of like have had uh, experiences with different theater companies. And, and you really, I really got to see uh, how different companies work how different companies will uh, are organized and how they cope, how they deal with certain challenges that come and you know in all my in my experiences so far it's a, what's really incredible is to see how people will tackle a challenge and how they find solutions for them mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of stage managers do is that mm-hmm. solution finders they're solution finders uh, there will if it's a problem, if it's somebody not learning their lines, if it's somebody missing their cues, uh, if it's somebody not showing up on time, if it's someone yeah. not missing their you know something, uh, stage managers are, are there to fix that problem. Um, they're not miracle workers, but uh, it comes close to that almost. Can you think of like it's hard to put you on the spot here, but like what's the most stage managers thing you've solved, right? Like a like a dilemma that like you pulled out of your ass. I've actually uh, had had to deal with not too many issues like that. A lot of times, it's things that I myself may have, may have been able to prevent. Oh, so you caused the trouble that you then solved. <laughs> that sounds exactly. right. That sounds right. I mean, the stage managers. As a stage manager, you are responsible for so many things, mm-hmm. and sometimes there's that's why stage managers. Some stage managers write lists, mm-hmm. and they have lists that they they double check and triple check, and I have lists as well. But sometimes where I'm in the heat of the moment or things are uh, coming at me at 20 different ways and that happens a lot, uh, I will forget something. And I have forgotten uh, to put out props uh, in two instances. In, in, in both cases, I panicked uh, and then I And you went on problem. stage and pretended to be the prop. <laughs> exactly. I am the cup of coffee. <laughs> there was one show where I had forgotten to put cookies in a bag in okay. a brown bag yeah. and these characters eat the cookies on stage so they had to pretend and they had to no I had I realized my the, I had forgotten and I had to sneak out of the set because I was behind a scrim okay. I was part of the play yeah. and I had to run out of the out of the, yeah. the the set very carefully run to a kitchen get the cookies and then sneak in at the minute that character had to pick up the bag of cookies. Okay. And luckily, everything was fine. I I like how you say that you had to sneak out very quietly because 
in one of our first shows, Fairy's Tale, for one night you played Fairy's Bitch. You yeah. played a character. And one of your jobs was to take a, a table off stage. And all I remember from that day, we never told you to be quiet, but I remember that you took the table off stage and for like a full minute, all we could hear was you trying to put the table down backstage. Like I couldn't talk over it. It was just you trying to put, like we could hear you groaning and like bumping into stuff and saying, yeah. oh shit. Like, like I think back then you didn't know how quiet you were supposed to be backstage. Yeah. See, that was, that was, uh... Fairy Tale was such a fun experience because, yes, not only did I was at Bax, it's my first experience as a stage manager, uh, but it was also my first time having to replace an actor, which is the case was Dave hmm? Rudel Huber. Yeah. Am I pronouncing his last name? Uh, it is <laughs> Rudel Huber. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to pretend to be Dave and on top of it be stage manager. That was fun. Uh, and there's so many things that happened in that show that I still remember that to this day uh, really shaped the way I felt about stage managing. Which was that, again, uh, I was having fun with my friends and mm-hmm. making sure that everything was in its place. Yeah. Um, and really, that's all you can do sometimes. Um, yeah, so... And then we put you in a show and I made your character Consuela. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're a boy. Yeah. Uh, and I just feel I could not get away with that joke today. Like, it would, it would immediately... Like, I don't think that I could... I think that was a time and a place where that was funny. <laughs> and obviously, like, it's funny. It's between friends. Yeah. It's... It's healthy and it's good. The tension's there, but like we seem to be living in a time where intention is not really as important, I guess. Um, Unfortunately, uh, yeah. I mean, it, between you and I, it's it was a joke between both of us, yeah. right? So I I understood what I was doing, and I I had no problems with it. Yeah, and so, I frequently joke that you're not l- Latino in origin at all, right? <laughs> I like to say that you're from Alaska. That's it. Yeah. Uh so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I mean, I see that more as like, you're just teasing me and, and we're have fun with each other. I mean, I've, I think I'm sure I teased you about many things. Yeah. Like your need to have a smart home and you're like, I need to click on a light to turn it on. That's, I'm very annoyed with that because <laughs> I was talking listeners about how ev- almost everything in my house is automated for when I walk into a room except for like one bathroom mm-hmm. and how it pisses me off when I walk into that bathroom and the lights don't turn on. That's right. And that's really first world problems. Yeah, it's a hashtag first world problems. Hashtag first world problems. <laughs> Orlando, um, how do you describe Montreal's indie theater scene? Well, I like to think that Montreal's indie indie theater is very, uh, very. Uh, wow! Thank you for your answer, Orlando. <laughs> that is all the time we have. No, no, no. Uh, I was trying to find the right word, and I, I was the the word I was looking for was it's very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people who have a lot of um, ambitious projects out there, mm-hmm. and I'm always uh, uh, I'm, I, I admire the amount of work that gets out there. Uh, I had the pleasure of being on the Menagerie one year. That's and, right. I remember you seeing a lot of shows that year. Yeah, and for one year, I saw not only did I see like independent projects and professional projects, uh, I uh, it really ran the gamut from like no budget to like high budget. And what was interesting to sort of realize is that everyone puts in a lot of work in this place, mm-hmm. uh, whether they had costumes or sets or the best music or the best lighting. It all came down to, is the story that you're telling uh, important? Is it fun? Is it, is, are you putting your best work out there? Are you having, are you, are you committed to the, to the roles that are you playing? Are you, are, the, the pieces that we saw really ran the gamut from, from like, you know, like I said, 
uh, professional to amateur. It's interesting that you use the word fun uh, (laughs) because I think even in a serious play, the word fun is still valid. Right? Like I still feel like you should be enjoying your time at the theater. Exactly. Right. And if that is because the quality of the performances is fun or the writing is fun, there should be something enjoyable. I find at least for the theater that I enjoy, Mm -hmm. there's an element of fun, even if it's serious. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people in Montreal, in the Montreal theater community, put a lot of energy yeah. into their plays. Um, and so uh, that was a privilege. That's a, it's a huge privilege to see theater, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very hard to see that many shows in one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of it, I also been part of uh, the French juries with Centaur. I did theater. that one year too. It was a lot. I not with Centaur. I did it with Freestanding Group. But yeah. like, it was hard to see that much. Yeah. So on top of the meta the shows that were eligible for metas, I saw the over thirty plays at the French um, that two seasons now. So in one year, I saw like roughly sixty four plays, and it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of theater. And it's hard because in the end you're also dissecting them. Like, I don't enjoy dissecting things mm-hmm. I see. I don't like dissecting a movie to be like, why did I like it? Why didn't I not like it? Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes it's okay. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I just want to, like, enjoy the experience, right? And I find that sometimes I've had to review for different websites and stuff like that. And I find most of the time I just kind of I kind of just retell what the gist of the story is and what the experience is like, not really passing my own judgment, but then allowing people to decide if, if that's the kind of experience they'll enjoy. That's mm-hmm. their own decision. But it's hard, yeah. Exactly. People need to see... People need to go out there and see more theater and experience uh, experience, experience things for themselves. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to sort of like... Uh, when, when, for me, being part of these juries, what was great about it was that I was able to have an input and say, hey... I really thought this play was really good. I really enjoyed this aspect of the play. I really enjoyed the performances. I liked the lighting. I liked the sets. And you can tell that some, if the play was not up to snuff, in which case, you know, it was more like, you know what? They did their best. It was a good effort, but we're not going to bash them because, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Instead, it was more like, let's celebrate the things that we really like and let's nominate people. Let's hopefully get the, the, the nominations reflect the people who deserve recognition for the hard work they have put in. Mm-hmm. Um, you have no idea. Like this past summer in Gently Down the Stream, Joe Deneen invented so many words. He worked <laughs> very hard to create brand new words and blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I Definitely Gently Down the Stream was uh, a very special show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, look at what happened today. I don't know if you read on, uh, on The Advocate. Uh, but they, this is coming out in January, so don't be irrelevant. <laughs> well, uh, if, you know the show, which you know was about the upstairs lounge. Uh, oh yeah, um, massacre. Um, the, uh, today they found. Um, um, today they revealed that uh, they were able to identify one of the three people who had not been identified. Oh wow! So it was um, it was nice to sort of know that 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 play, while. <laughs> Uh, it's still very much timely in, in considering what's going on in the world. Um, it's this, the the real life event is still uh, is um, it's still with us, and we still have to remember that uh, that it was important that to remember that these people existed, and we're still finding out the truth. But uh, and I think Joe did a great job in that play. Yes, I, I kept a list of all the words he invented. Uh, he is going to be on this podcast later on. Okay. Now Orlando. Final question. Mm-hmm. 
What has been your favorite Brave New production over these past 15 years? You can only pick one. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know anything about Brave New Productions, we're a Montreal theater company, and we've done about 30, 35 shows over the past 15 years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have pretty much have liked or loved all the, the plays that we have done. There's not really any of the plays that, that feel like they were like, eh, that was terrible. Well, there was we never, never anything again. phoned in. I think, like you no. said, there's always been a commitment to trying to put yeah. on a good show. Everyone's, every, yeah, every, exactly. Everyone's put in the energy to give everyone a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've tackled so many subject matters in our plays. Mm-hmm. And it's always been in, done in a way that it's like in, with levity and with entertainment in mind. Um, I really enjoyed, excuse me. Excuse audience, he had to burp. <laughs> this is a very big decision clearly for him and he needed to prelude it by, hold on, hold on, I need to burp and now he'll tell us. Uh, I really enjoyed Buyer and Seller. I know it was a white man show and, uh, you know, I think I've told you many, many times how much I enjoyed the show. Yeah. And, uh, but that play really uh, put into, per- into perspective again, how much of um, the dedication it takes to, to do a play, mm-hmm. especially a one-man show for like an hour and a half, yeah. it's it's a feat. And not only that, you're... Uh, I know I'm just, I feel like I'm just blowing up your ego yeah. here. My, <laughs> massaging your I'm ego. not even acting anymore for the most part, <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but I really felt like that play sort of like encompass a lot of things that Bravery Productions has sort of strive for. Yeah, it was that and fun variety and yeah, we managed to bring it there. Yeah. And that was through your help too, right? We worked on that together. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I definitely liked, it's weird, I think we had a better turnout for the first run of Buyer and Seller, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed doing it more the second time because first time it was like rattling a lot of lines out, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just needed to get them out, right? And mm-hmm. then the second time I felt like I was able to play more and act more, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah. If I had to make a runner-up play, it would have to be Art, Oh, that yeah. hasn't come up yet. Yeah, art is definitely one of the places where it felt like um, we got, uh, well, first of all, we got in a review on the Gazette mm-hmm. by Pat Donnelly. Mm-hmm. And I still have a photo of that. I still have that article as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I love how Pat Donnelly really saw that our play was Could worth... still sparkle yeah, on a smaller stage. Smaller yeah. yeah, exactly. The, the play was still, even though it was a smaller canvas... As she actually put it in her review, we were still painting a large picture. And I think that play really, really cemented our our reputation as a as a someone to look out for. That's right. Yeah. And then you, and then of course you got nominated for Mistakes Were Made. Okay, but now you're just listing shows Orlando. You we can't run her up every other show. <laughs> I know. You're gonna be like Christmas shorts. <laughs> that was my next runner up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, but art definitely was our, our one of our strongest plays, um, and I hope that we can keep doing it. That, that we're gonna be making more 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 plays like that in that in that vein, um, and that people can come see them. I'm sure we will. The company is 15 years old. It's going through its awkward teenage years, and we're going to settle into something great in the future. Exactly. Orlando, thank you so much for being a part of our first 15 years. Here's to many more. Yay! Bye, Orlando. Bye. That concludes this episode of Brave New Productions Stage Break. Make sure to follow Brave New Productions on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Brave New Blog. Thank you for listening.